Hey, I'm Steph. I'm a motivator, creator, small business owner, and educator. I'm a lover of all things health, spirituality, inspiration, and business. These are just a few words to describe me, along with passion, grit, and resiliency. Regardless of what I'm up to, I am soul-driven to create a purpose-filled life and find the advantages in adversity, all while keeping a smile on my face. Soul Driven with Steph is a podcast that will fill up your cup and leave you feeling empowered, inspired, and on fire as you listen to interviews and stories of other soul-driven and strong women that have overcome against all odds. This podcast was a calling on Steph's soul to serve, connect, and share stories of struggles and successes, all to create a community so that you know you're never alone. Grab a cup of coffee, get ready to learn laugh and leave with wisdom and strategies to connect to your soul and get back in the driver's seat of your life today. Here's Steph. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. I am so excited for today's guest and we actually recently met with an online mastermind group we're both a part of and found out we are both in Wisconsin and connected immediately. And I'm so excited for you to hear her journey and her story today. So please welcome Sonia Saunders. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and the opportunity to share more of my story and connect with your incredible community. Absolutely. Well, as soon as we connected on a a Zoom call that we were a part of, I knew that it was meant to be. I was on that call. You were in my breakout room. And just what you're building is so incredible. So tell us more about your origin story and what you are building. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to try and like do the condensed short version, (laughs) but even that one's going to be a little long. So my my journey starts way back when I was 19 years old. I wanted to be a TV reporter. My dream was to be on TV network, specifically representing um, the Hispanic community. Um, my Both of my parents are Mexican immigrants and I um, grew up here in the U.S. So I like to say I have like the best of both worlds because I grew up, you know, with obviously going to school here, but also experiencing a lot of my Mexican culture at home. And I knew that I wanted to represent that in some way in my career. So TV was always something that really attracted me. And at 19 years old, I decided to participate in a reality TV show in the Hispanic network, Univision. Um, So I like to say it's kind of like America's next top model for the Hispanic community. (laughs) Um, So it's called Nuestra Belleza Latina. And I was like this 19-year-old with big dreams. I felt like I could do it. I've always, you know, felt ambitious about this goal. So here I go, show up to this audition. And from the moment I stepped in, they said, Sonia, if you want to be successful in this industry, you need to lose weight. And it was almost like the first time I was ever told like, hey, you're not worthy enough for this goal, right? Or, Or you don't fit in or you can't accomplish this because of the way that you look. And at 19 years old, never had done some of that inner work, right? So a lot of the comments that were made about me and my appearance, and I'm like sharing the very, you know, 
surface level comments that I got, but some of them were very deep. And being in a space where I felt like that was it, I was in network, you know, interacting with big, big time producers in the Hispanic community. I felt like, wow, I finally have this opportunity and I don't feel like I deserve it or I'm, I'm worthy of it. So it was the first time I ever experienced that. Um, nonetheless, I made it through the filters that if you've ever been on a reality TV show or auditioned for anything, there's like a million filters that you have to go through before you actually make it to like the TV segments that they show. Yeah. And here I was still, you know, standing strong, making it through all the filters, ended up placing top 20 of all the women that had participated. But in this experience, I felt out of place from the moment they made those comments. So I found myself, even as I was advancing, the insecurities popping in, the imposter syndrome, those really negative, you know, thoughts that would come up on, am I really worthy of being here? I don't belong here. All of these things that kept coming up for me. And I remember even in conversation there was this woman who was kind of talking about like the competition and who would be the ideal person to win. And in the conversation, she used the word mujeron. She said, they're not going to choose a mujeron to be the winner. Now, mujeron in Spanish translates into like a bigger woman. A lot of times the Hispanic community uses that woman to describe a woman that like comes in and, you know, she takes space, but also in a curvier way. And I knew she was talking about me, right? I knew she was saying like, hey, maybe Sonia, you, they're not going to choose a mujeron. And that word really stuck with me. At that time, it made me feel so small. It made me feel like I didn't belong. And I remember thinking like, I just want to go home. I'm done with this. Like, I'm ready to go home. I just want to see my mom and dad. And sure enough, I got eliminated. And again, if you've ever watched reality TV, the elimination process was like pretty dramatic, obviously. <laughs> so I remember just walking off stage all emotional and ready to go home, though. So after that, I definitely went through a lot of inner battles about, you know, if I was worthy enough if I deserve this, is this, if this dream was really something that I could accomplish. But I remember also thinking, I know one thing's for sure. If I prepare myself, if I go through school and start knocking on doors, like it's bound to happen, right? Like the hard work, the hustle in me, we got this. So I decided to go back home went to school, got my degree in communications and media studies at ASU. I lived in Phoenix at the time, and I kind of started growing my TV career locally, started knocking on doors, did so much free work, just like a lot of, you know, of us when we're starting a career. And finally, I landed a TV job at a smaller station in town where I kind of got to do so much marketing, events. I was on camera. I did my own packages. I was editing at like 12 a.m. sometimes for like <laughs> shows. So it was one of those places where like, hey, there's not a lot. It's a smaller station, but you're going to learn a lot. So now I'm super grateful for the opportunity. Um, but 
back then when I was going through this, this job, um, there was talks about like downsizing and like TV obviously was taking a a hit with all the digital marketing and all of that. And one day they came and they said, Hey, tomorrow's your last day. We're closing down the station. And I was devastated. I was like, Oh my God, this was supposed to be my big like stepping stone into, you know, my TV career. And here I was lost again, feeling like what's next. And around this time, that same reality TV show that I had participated in came back. And with all the women and body positivity movements, they change the direction of the theme. So now they were like, hey, it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter how old you are. Everybody's welcome. So I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Right. I was like, this is it. This has to be like that second opportunity. I'm a huge believer in God. And I was like, he doesn't give you those opportunities twice for no reason. Right. There's a big purpose behind it. So as I'm reflecting at this point, I had done some inner work. And as I'm reflecting, I'm like, okay, what is the purpose of me going back to a place that at some point made me feel so small? And I remember thinking back to that word mujeron, right? So I decided to create a t-shirt that said that word. And I was (laughs) like, okay, I'm going to go back and represent that 19-year-old me that at some point felt like she didn't belong. And not only that, but represent every woman that at some point was told, you can't, you're not enough. You're not tall enough. You're not skinny enough. Your accent, your background, whatever it is that we are told by society that we can't step into that power. I wanted to go back with that message and I didn't win, but I gained something much bigger than that. And it was closing that cycle because for many years, and any of you listening, if you've gone through something like where you're stuck on the what if, for many years, you're contemplating and just like thinking about it and you're replaying like, what could I have done different? But it was closing that cycle. And after that, I knew that there was something bigger. I wanted to create a community where I could hear other women's story, their mujeron story is what I like to call it, on what are the obstacles and the things that you overcame and how can we help each other just step into our power. So that's how the mujeron movement community was born. Um, Now we have a podcast, we have our group coaching program and our annual event. And slowly it's just been growing. And now I'm just super grateful that I get to connect with such incredible women like yourself and, you know, share our story because we all have something that we overcame. And the key here is how do we help each other, you know, become that best version of ourselves? Wow. Incredible story, Sonia. Thank you for sharing that and all the pieces of it. And what a cool full circle moment. And I'm guessing this that when you went back the second time, it wasn't even about winning. I mean, that would have been a benefit of like what you actually gained, which was your confidence back and to represent this newer version of yourself, you know, showing up for your younger self and all the people that maybe are in that place of feeling that way, like you said, not good enough or, you know, whatever it is, not enough. 
And mm. I just love the origin story. It's so cool. And um, I'm excited for all of our people in person to be able to hear more of that story at our Sister Circle Summit. You are our keynote speaker for the afternoon. Mm. And I just knew once I heard pieces of that, even that what you are bringing to us is so valuable. So thank you for sharing that. So you clearly saw this gap, right, for Latina women to be celebrated, to be empowered through your own experience. What was your what was it like to step up and feel and see that calling that God had for you and to lead the way? Because I imagine that. That was, um, you know, there was a lot of maybe conflicting emotions, right? Going back that second time, what kind of gave you the inspiration to say, you know what, this is on me to represent this, this group of women in a positive way? Yeah, I think definitely at the beginning, I had no idea, (laughs) you know, what I was building. I think I was just like eager to make connections. I remember going to a like small gathering with other Latina, you know, ladies that were looking for empowerment and just community and feeling so overwhelmed. Like I had this t-shirt with this amazing word that had touched my life and changed my life, but I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. And I remember just feeling like I need to create a space where we can open up and share these stories. And I think it was maybe like a third, fourth meetup in that I felt the calling of like really stepping into leadership. And I I feel like that's not an easy thing to do, right? Especially when we have all of this imposter syndrome, like who am I to create these spaces or lead these women? Like I'm barely trying to figure my things out. But I I knew that the space was needed. And I think that was the main thing that allowed me to keep going. And to your question, it was the women that kept showing up. It was the women that kept reaching out and saying, this has touched me so much. I remember one in specific. It was like a, a simple coffee shop meetup we just had coffee and kind of went around the room and, you know, share like, what's one thing that I can contribute and what's one thing that I need support in. And this one lady took her daughter and she later on reached out how her daughter had journaled about that experience and seeing her mom step up and like share their story was so inspiring to her 13 year old daughter. And I remember that specific story being like, so incredibly impactful for me because I was like, wow, this is way bigger than I can imagine. It's way bigger than me. It's way bigger than the obstacles that I've overcame, right? I think I'm sure that you can also agree to that. It's the women, it's the community that continues to come together and interact and the beautiful friendships that are born from that. That's something that as someone that facilitates these spaces, you can create that. That truly happens mm-hmm. via, you know, the energy and the space of the people that are vulnerable enough to share and open up. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's you really share sharing that story shows how it's generational. You know, we might feel like we're just impacting the immediate circle people that we surround ourselves with, but think of what they're bringing to their circles and their family and friends and their communities and their kids maybe and creating just this ripple effect of inspiration and empowerment for women. And I just love that. I love seeing that. It's so fun to even be in these rooms and at these events and step back and just observe and witness all the magic unfolding. Like you said, you know, as someone who is uh, intentionally cultivating the experience, it really is the people that bring the magic and um, the energy to the room. So let's talk more about that because you'll be speaking at Sister Circle Summit coming up here on Friday, March 22nd. You're speaking to our CEO VIP ticket, which is all about personal branding and building your personal brand through community, clarity, and um, connection. And what I love is your personal brand. You know, when I meet someone, I love going to look and see what their personal brand looks like, how they show up online, of course. And I was just blown away by how intentionally you have built your own personal brand alongside of your business brand too. So tell us a little bit more of what our attendees will learn and what they can walk away with. Yes, I'm super excited because this is a topic that I absolutely love. And I think one of the things that I always go back to is if tomorrow, you know, Mujeron Movement no longer existed, how can I still continue my own journey without feeling attached to that brand, right? And I think that that's one of the things that I love to share with with women, especially when I'm talking about this topic, because building a brand is so it's like a such a huge process and you really immerse yourself into it that sometimes we forget about like what about us like what about our story right and i feel like that's so important and one of the my favorite parts of building a personal brand is you are the niche like you that that is you and that's one of the biggest things that I feel like sometimes we leave out our story, whether it's because we're afraid to share a certain part of us or we're not sure how to translate, you know, our our opinions, our story on social media or however you are sharing your story to the world. I think sometimes we forget the power of telling your story. And yeah. one of the biggest things that I want to do in with Uh, the sister circle is just sharing more and finding more like what is your powerful story and how can we reach more people by sharing that in a way that translates the best for you because obviously it has to be something that you're proud of that you feel ready to share Um, another thing that I will say is a lot of times we don't have to share what we're going through if we haven't overcome come it right like we we I feel like that's that's sometimes scary and it it stops you from sharing um so yeah I'm excited to share more about you know how I've been able to do that and how we can really dive deep into our stories so that we can bring and attract the people that are meant to be and that are meant to work with us absolutely and I love what you said about building 
a personal brand is so important because you might not continue to do the thing that you do or the business in the way that you, you know, serve right now forever. I mean, we probably won't be doing it forever. We're going to pivot at some point. So pouring all of your energy into just building up that business instead of, you know, equally dividing it to also building up yourself and sharing your story is so important because I've done that myself. Like I truly believe that was the reason I was able to pivot businesses was because I really tried to just show up authentically as myself too. And we are our personal brand, like you said. Um, And also just being able to share your story is what's going to draw the right audience, right? The people that you want to serve are going to be inspired by hearing from your own journey of overcoming and even just you sharing your story at the beginning, like I know is going to hook people in to want to come and learn more from you because you were vulnerable enough to share your own experiences. And I think that's really how we relate to people, right? Like being able to say, Hey, I went through this hard thing. I felt like maybe it failed or I failed, but then I came back and I overcame. And that's really what connects us to each other, right? Uh, it's the John Maxwell quote of like, failures connect us, successes separate us, right? By only sharing what worked, we sometimes separate ourselves further from the people we're trying to reach. But by being vulnerable and sharing what maybe didn't work or how we felt, like we, you know, didn't overcome something in the way that we wanted to, we can make those authentic connections and help the people that we want to serve. And that's probably why we started our business in the first place, right? Was um, we went through something ourselves and realized, hey, someone else could benefit from this service or product as well. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things for me is, is realizing if I hadn't really opened up and shared my story, people probably wouldn't have connected with the brand in the way that they did and how it's grown and how women are really, you know, they believe in it so much that I've had women who have almost like made it their own. And I love that. I I never feel like any type of way when when that happens, because it's almost as a their it's a huge compliment, right? Like you identify yourself so much with the word, with the story. It's because it resonated with you. Yes, absolutely. So how does having a growth mindset play into this? Because it's clear that you have a huge desire to learn, to grow, and then share what you've learned with other people. So what fills up your cup and how do you continue to grow yourself personally and professionally? Yeah, for me, it always goes back to community. I feel like the connections that I've made and just meeting new people and being able to even do these type of things where I get to share my story, it has been like the biggest form of growth for me. And I always tell people like community is such a huge way for you to fast track your in your journey. Because when you're surrounded by people that believe in you, that are also going after big goals, this is why these type of events are so important. And I always tell people like it, I might be biased, yes, <laughs> but also it's because of the the impact it has had on my life. It's changed my life to put myself in rooms where there are women who are also, you know, dreaming big, who 
aren't going to judge me because of the big dreams that I have. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I decided to have an event as well or create these these spaces because it's in those rooms, it's in those events where I've had some of my biggest breakthroughs mm-hmm. in, you know, in the in coaching programs or, you know, the the program that we were a part of as well with powerhouse women. And those are the types of spaces that have truly allowed me to grow in so many ways that I will always tell people like, look at the people that you surround yourself with. Are you intentionally putting yourself in these rooms so that you can grow and you can make those connections? Because you never know who's going to be there that can, you know, be your next business partner or can refer you to someone or is your next client. So many things. Yeah. I truly believe we're always one connection away from our next opportunity or breakthrough or whatever that is. So I wholeheartedly agree. There's nothing like being in person at an event where you're just having fun. The energy is just contagious And I don't think anything will ever be able to replace that. So it's such a joy to put the events on. I know I really enjoy event planning and the whole process of it, which I think you do too. So what really inspired you to have or create an annual event? Was that something people were asking for or was it a dream that you had? Yeah, I think it was both. For sure, it was something that I wanted to do since I started the Mujeron Movement community. And it was definitely something that my community was asking for. I think the meetups are great. The smaller events are great. They're spaces where there's a, they're a lot more intimate, right? So you're able to make those deep, deep connections. Not that you can't do them at the bigger events, but it's just a different vibe. Um, But I knew that sometimes we would do these workshops and it's like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. How do we follow through or how do we hold each other accountable? And I knew that a full day event was going to be a little bit more hands on and it was going to be a bigger breakthrough being together and connecting in different ways in one day, right? And then the next step is being a part of the program, right? How can we be together for longer periods of time and hold each other accountable in a bigger way? So I think that that was one of the main things. And I will say the project of the event has probably been one of the biggest expanders. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you feel this too. Yeah, totally. There's so much that goes into putting an event like that, that it has allowed me to grow in so many ways. 100%. And it's kind of the scariest thing that I put myself out there to do, I think, because it is a much bigger, you know, project to take on. It requires a lot of moving parts. Um, Mm -hmm. It requires vulnerability if you're speaking at it. um, And also connecting with new speakers, right? So I was really excited to connect with you um, because you're out of Milwaukee. So you're still within the state of Wisconsin. And I wanted to bring someone who wasn't necessarily local to the lacrosse area, but local enough to the Midwest. And I really see this vision of just making 
this Midwestern area to also be a hub for female small business Mm -hmm. owners. You know, I feel like there's a lot of really cool events on the coast and probably down south and Arizona and Texas and, you know, all the warm places that people want to go to. (laughs) But why not bring something here? Because we do live in such a beautiful area. And I want, you know, our Midwest people to feel like, well, we have awesome events too, and we have great resources as well. So when I found out that you were from Wisconsin and doing all these amazing things, I knew that it was the perfect opportunity to bring in a keynote and a speaker from somewhere else who would also bring in fresh ideas and and just, you know, new energy. So I'm very, very excited for you to be, be part of that event today. Um, and also just sharing like with us in the journey that you've had from, you know, 19 year old self, I can totally relate. I was 20 when I started my first business in college and just like all of the imposter syndrome and going through all of those shifts and changes, it requires letting go of a lot of past identities, Mm. maybe past old mindsets and limiting beliefs that no longer serve us. What are some of those identities or beliefs that you had to get rid of along your journey to be able to step into who you are now? Yes, that's so good. And this is something that recently I I went through a lot. I mean, I I constantly go through just these shifts. And I want to say motherhood was one of the biggest ones for me. Um, But I think even before that, just asking for help was such a big one. Like really asking for help and not feeling like you have to know it all. That's one of the biggest things that I feel like being vulnerable and opening up and making those really intentional connections really allowed me to, even now it's something that I I practice a lot in my business, right? With like, okay, how can, in order for us to scale, in order for us to really get to the places that we want to get, we cannot do that by ourselves. Like we need a team. We need to outsource things. We need to, you know, have that support from peers from other community leaders that they can help and and spread the word. And I think one of the most beautiful things is knowing that anyone building something big will be willing to lend a hand, even if it's just sharing yeah. your event. Like that's huge. Or like your project, your product, whatever it is that you're working on. I think that has been one of the biggest ones that I let go of in my journey is, you know, just opening up and asking for help. I think um, the other one through motherhood is also just feeling like I have to always have everything perfect, right? That perfectionism that we always have to show up looking a certain way. Like, I think one of the biggest things for me has been opening up about my own journey um, through motherhood and how hard that was for me to transition Um, so there's many things that I feel like I constantly am kind of leaving behind. And there's also parts of me that I feel like I liked and were a part of my identity. And then when you realize, whoa, like that, that is actually not serving me. Yeah. It's such a hard thing to transition from. And also realizing like, I am not showing up the way that I want. And I'm the only one that's stopping myself from doing that. 
specifically, I want to share um, this past year, I had to get really real with myself after having my baby. It was really hard for me to prioritize my health. Mm-hmm. And I kept showing up in a very small way. Like I would show up one week, perfect, right? I would go to the gym three times, four times a week. And then I wouldn't show up for another three weeks. <laughs> and and this, you know, this cycle began to like really mess with how I showed up in my business, yeah. in my personal life. And I had to really sit down and get real like, Sonia, you are not giving your all. Like you are not, you know, really stepping into that part that I knew I needed and was a part of the dream life that I'm creating. Yeah, that version of me was someone that was prioritizing health. And I think that goes back to, are you showing up currently as your highest self? Are you even trying, right? And I think in that moment, I realized I wasn't and I was putting a lot of excuses. And I was really leaning on like the self-compassion and being kind to myself. And yes, that's super important, but sometimes we hide behind that. Yeah. Right. We use that as a crutch. And I knew that motherhood gave me a big crutch for me. Like I was like, nope, I just had a baby. I'm a mom. Like I'm going to be nice to myself. And yes, it was super important. But also I needed to get real with myself and show up in the areas that I knew were going to elevate me in so many ways. So just that one, I wanted to like share a more specific example because I just finished 40 weeks (laughs) of of showing up. And yes, right, like physically I look different. On paper, there's differences. But the person I've become from keeping those promises, oof, like that in itself has been so transformational. And, you know, even being transparent, when you asked me to be keynote, I was like, wow, if I wasn't keeping those promises and showing up as who I knew I can be, that opportunity probably wouldn't have presented itself, right? And I think that's the idea behind, hey, are you showing up as the person that you want to become. So if you're listening, it's a time right here to press pause and reflect on that question. What are some of the things that you can be implementing right now that will help you step into that next level and that next version? Oh, I love this so much. And I absolutely love this example because, well, one, I owned a gym for 10 years. So health and wellness so important to me, but I have gone through seasons myself where I felt like, yes, I was not showing up in the way that I wanted to for my health and wellness. And it really felt out of integrity with, with me. And I love that you just pointed that out that, you know, we hide behind. And I think that's a lot of like the messaging we hear and culture and society, right. To like, you know, give yourself grace and, and, be gentle with yourself, which absolutely definitely do those things. But you know, when you're giving yourself too much grace, right? Like, you know, when you're not really challenging, or maybe showing up, like you said, as the best version of yourself. And I can totally see just how it's easy to um, kind of hide behind that as well. But we forget that actually, 
being kind to ourselves is taking care of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Is going to the gym, is doing yoga, is getting outside, right? So yes. yeah, it might feel like it's easier to set up, you know, choose the opposite, whatever that is, but it's also giving ourselves the love and the kindness that we need to take care of ourselves because we know as business owners too, there's no one really riding us to like do the things we need to do or show up as our full potential, right? We don't have a boss per se to tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, you're not really showing up in the way that, you know, you said you would or that I expect of you. And I just find that from my own fitness, my own workouts, the more I show up for those, the better I am in business, right? I I feel confident. I just have a better energy the whole rest of the day because I I accomplished that one thing, right? So if I can get in the gym and do hard things in the gym, I sure as heck can do hard things in business. And it's just like that. I don't know. I love the metaphor that a gym gives because you got to push yourself to gain the resiliency and the strength that you want. And I think we have to do the same thing in life and in business, we have to really challenge ourselves to gain the kind of um, perspective and resiliency and opportunities that we want to have, but we got to put in the work too. So I just, uh, I love that. I think that- And I'm glad, I'm so glad that you, you mentioned that because yeah, like this example can be like me physically, the gym and wellness, but truly like it translates in every area of our life, right? How are we showing up as business owners? How are we showing up as leaders? How are we showing up to share our message, like the disservice that we're doing when we're not sharing our message? Um, How are we showing up as moms? Like it, the list goes on and on. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. And yes, I love that. And I've been following your journey um, through your, your stories and your posts of the um, keeping your promises challenge. Yes. I just love that phrase. And I've been using it myself. Um, you know, just keeping the promises that I said that, you know, showing up as the version of yourself that you said you want to be right. And sometimes you have to continue to do that. Even when you don't feel like you're there yet, um, you don't feel like you're that version yet. Um, we just have to keep showing up. That's what I can kind of been my mantra so far this year. Yeah. Is just keep showing up, <laughs> showing up. It's okay. Okay. Things don't make sense. Even when you don't feel like it, like show up yes. in some way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what would you say is your biggest joy in your business and your life right now? Mm, right now in my life for sure is my son. I have a two and a half year old and it's so beautiful just seeing him grow and discover the world and the toddler stage is crazy, but it's also beautiful. So I think in life, definitely family is one of my top values. And then in my business is just serving. That's one of the reasons why I created this challenge is because, you know, outside of the program, the event and the podcast, I was like, how can I continue to create spaces that allow women to just feel safe and feel supported and feel validated? And that's one of the reasons why I did this free challenge, because I wanted to continue creating those spaces Nothing brings me more joy than hearing someone feeling impacted or grow, you know, getting some type of growth from 
you know, a space that we create. And I feel like that in my business is the number one thing, serving and creating those meaningful relationships. I love that. So what is next for your life, your business? Like what is what is next on the life list? Yes, I love this question. And I always say, even when you feel lost, this question is beautiful because you really get to write that, you know, you really get to decide what's next. What am I going to act on? What what actions am I going to take? I think one of the biggest things is continuing to reach my personal like wellness goals is a huge one for me. I think that that has really allowed me, like I said before, to show up in a way that I knew I was capable, but I just wasn't showing up for myself. So um, that I'm really excited to just expand on and grow on that and translate that into my business with, you know, empowering women to take control and keep their promises. (laughs) Um, And obviously continue our community events, um, the annual event. I'm really working hard to, you know, make that just a more meaningful experience for women to grow, not only professionally, but also, you know, in their personal lives, in their personal goals. Um, And then just one of the things I've been really called to do is like more video um, content. I think that's like one of the biggest things that I really want to push myself this year to really um, tell my story in different ways and show, you know, our followers and the audience um, that side of of the story in a more like visual way. So I don't know. I felt called to share that. I don't know why. <laughs> I love but, that. But yeah. yeah, so all of you ladies hold me accountable to that. Because <laughs> awesome. yeah, it's definitely yeah. something that I want to do. Yeah, you have such a great, you know, camera presence. And obviously your years um working for the news definitely helps, I'm sure, but <laughs> you really do just have a very um, poised, but, um, calming presence, um, on camera. So I am looking forward to seeing more video content from you, which I think your video content game is already really awesome. So (laughs) um, definitely give yourself some credit for that. Um, my favorite question to ask is what are you most proud of about yourself? Mm, I think the resilience I think resilience is always one of the things that I just pat myself on the back for because it's not easy going after your goals. It's not easy building your big vision. And I think one of the things that I definitely want to leave the ladies with today is celebrate every step, no matter how small, because Everything you do every day towards your goals, everything that you do every day towards goal, towards growth truly is something to celebrate, mm-hmm. right? We're still here. We're still standing strong. We're showing up even when things are scary, yeah. even when we have no idea what we're doing. The fact that we're still showing up is a huge win and it takes celebrating. So resilience definitely because there are many times in my journey where I felt like just throwing in the towel and I continued and I'm so happy that I did and I think even right now I'm in a season of like all right let's go let's you know put 
put it even more effort into this vision that I have and making it what I know it can become. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that. My final question is what is driving your soul today? What do you get up for each morning? Hmm. I feel like just being in gratitude helps me get up every morning and really I think that's one of the biggest things that allows me to take a step back and see how far we've come, right? And going back to to that celebration, but I think the biggest thing is figuring out who I I will become, right? Finding out. I think that's the beauty yeah. of doing this work is like, yeah, we can give up and yeah, we can take the easier route, but what if we kept going? Mm-hmm. What if we kept showing up? What if we really just committed to the goals and the dreams that we have? Who would we become? And I think that really drives me to keep on going. I love that. And I definitely feel that too. Just the unlimited potential and trying to really push our own push ourselves to really find what is my true potential? Because I think so often we barely tap the surface, right? And we really do have to continue to chase those dreams and not let ourselves get bogged down by, you know, the societal norms and the naysayers and the negativity. And a lot of that is even in our own head, being able to quiet those voices that tell us, you know, we could just relax, we could just be comfortable, you know, why do you always need more? And I think being able to just keep pushing the envelope is so exciting to see. So I love that. I can't wait. I can't wait to see like all the things we will build now that we're connected and we're following each other's journey. And to connect with all the ladies in March, I'm super excited to get to know you guys and see what you're working on and how I can support in any way that I can. Because one thing is for sure, once we connect, like we are following and supporting each other. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, you can always use more support and cheerleading on your journey. So I love that. Well, I'm so excited to have you speak to our CEO series on Friday, March 22nd. And if they want to connect with you further, where can they find you? Yes, I am on all social media platforms as Sonia Alejandra, the Sonia Alejandra. And um, you can also find us on Mujeron Movement. Um, You can listen to the Mujeron podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts to. And yeah, hopefully soon on YouTube, we'll be, you know, taking up some space. Goal of mine too, right? We hold each other accountable. (laughs) We just gotta bring in help, right? (laughs) Yes. I don't know why, but that like is so it's like another thing to me, like a whole nother world. Another layer and level. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Sonia. I'm excited to meet you in person in March. And until next time, keep following what drives your soul. Are you ready to take your business to new heights in 2024? Well, join us for our fourth annual Sister Circle Summit, the only small business conference right here in the Cooley region created just for women. 
Whether you're a brand new small business owner, established business owner, or you're just looking to connect with other growth-minded women in business, this is the event for you. We have women from all ages, all stages of small business ownership coming together to learn, to grow, to connect, to get inspired. If you want to go even deeper, we invite you to join us for the VIP experience and the VIP ticket that includes our afternoon CEO series. This CEO series is going to help you take a unique approach to your business strategy by cultivating your personal brand alongside your business. In this session, you're going to learn how to connect your story to your community so that you can share your message in an authentic way, as well as learn how to intentionally network and cultivate the connections you desire to help you take your business to the next level. We hope you join us for this inspiring and powerfully impactful day to help you grow your business in 2024. For more information to purchase your tickets, head to sistercircle.co, click events and learn about the general ticket and we hope you join us for the VIP. We hope to see you there on Friday, March 22nd, right here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it out with someone else who needs to hear this message. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes drop. And until next time, be sure to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul.